Hey, it's news from heaven. Why did God make the Bible confusing? Can you throw us a bone? It is very hard and confusing being a person. So you're God and you exist everywhere and you know everything, you can do everything. Can you help us? Can you give us something as we struggle through our lives down here? Okay, says God. And I know this is sacrilege for me to be impersonated in God, but I'm just going to do it for a second here. Okay, here you go. I'll give you the Bible. I'm going to give you the Bible. What is this thing? Oh, I'm going to open it up. It's from God. Wait, what? What's it talking about? Why is it confusing? Why isn't the Bible clear, obvious instructions? Why is it all these stories? Why does it seem to have these non sequiturs? I don't need to raise all the strange objections. You know what I'm talking about. How is this going to be the thing that gives us all the help that we need? And isn't what we're looking for when we crack open our spiritual texts, Bible included, Bible maybe more than anything for so many people, what we're trying to do is escape the hen weather. Well, yeah, sure, there, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, that, that we, you know, you want to connect to the journey towards God and okay, so we're supposed to learn about Jacob and Abraham and Isaac and all that. But what we're dealing with right now, today in our lives is we're sad. We're afraid. We are confused. The events in our lives don't seem to be going well. We can't control our temper. We are struggling with our health. What, what is, what's the Bible have to do with all that? Why is nobody telling us plainly about the Father? Why aren't we getting what we need to hear? So, Swedenborg actually addresses this directly in his book, Divine Providence, that there's a reason why you open this gift of God and you get these allegories. And what, what, how... How can we see a little inside the mind of God? Like, what what were you thinking there? I mean, like, you're great. What were you thinking there? This is Divine Providence 264. You can download this for free and follow along. Doubts about Divine Providence may be raised by the fact that until now, people have not known that there is spiritual meaning in the details of the word and that this is the basis of its holiness. Oh, why is the Bible matter? Why is the Bible matter? Why does it matter? Why is it special? Why is it what you could call holy? It has to do with the spiritual meaning. This is the sole subject of Swedenborg's entire Secrets of Heaven. This was really where Swedenborg got this whole theology was the spiritual meaning of the Bible. And that, he's saying, that's why the Bible is the Bible. I know that there's a lot of disaffected people in the post-Christian world, who are saying, what's this thing got for me? Can't we move on from it? And the assertion here is that actually what's really meaningful about it is what's hidden inside it. You, you, you walked past and maybe didn't even notice this crack of light coming in under the door. It may raise doubts about divine providence when people ask, why is this only being revealed now? And why is this happening through this particular individual and not through some prominent clergyman? We're talking about Swedenborg here. And this may be the question you have. Why is this just on some little YouTube video? Or maybe you found his books first in these obscure books that you can barely find anywhere in print. And why not through somebody that you've heard of and doesn't have a weird sounding name like Swedenborg? This is, this is good self-awareness that he's asking these questions. Whether it is some prominent clergyman or some prominent clergyman's servant though, is up to the Lord. He knows the nature of each. Why Swedenborg? He, had the, he was the right mind at the time to be the right tool to understand and, and write down.
God knows it. God makes executive decisions. He says we're going to do this. Okay, we'll do it. There are two reasons, though, that this meaning of the word has not been revealed earlier. So we're just going to punt it. Why Swedenborg? God chose it. You know, Divine says, this is, look, I've lined all my ducks in a row. This is the duck I have here, and I'm going to quack this thing over here. Is that how God works? But what we can give you an in-depth discussion on is why didn't you tell us this before? Couldn't you save a lot of confusion? I hear a lot of people saying, hasn't it caused so many problems, so many wars, these stories in the Bible and the opacity of the Bible? And isn't it leaving a lot of people hanging? So I don't know if we're going to satisfy all of that, but let's see if we can get an initial direction for what, what could God be thinking here. The first is, is that if it had been revealed earlier, the church would have profaned it. And in so doing would have profaned the very holiness of the word. That one's heavy. We'll come back to it in a second. Okay, but there's number one for you. The second is that the genuine truths that constitute the word's spiritual meaning could not be revealed until the last judgment had been completed and the new church meant by the Holy Jerusalem was being founded by the Lord. But let us look at these separately. This is the definition of middleman. Here I am reading through Swedenborg for you and I'm thinking, oh, I'll be helpful. I'll break it down. We'll come back to number one and then we'll go to number two over here. He does that. He's about to do that right here. So forget I ever said anything, but don't forget this. Last judgment, we're looking at what the church would have done and that the last judgment needed to happen. These are your summary, your cliff notes. The last judgment and that the church would have messed it up. Okay. The first one, the word spiritual meaning was not revealed earlier because if it had been, the church would have profaned it. And in so doing would have profaned the very holiness of the word. Not long after the church was begun, it turned into a Babylon, and later it turned into a Philistia. Babylon meaning love of dominion, and what does that mean? Um, I think that has to do with faith alone, but don't, don't go around quoting me on that one. The problem was, it wasn't the right stuff in the heart, wasn't the right stuff in the mind. The church wasn't really a church. It had this outer shell where people went in and did sacraments and things like that. But what it wasn't doing was uh, loving. It wasn't letting love lead and infuse and organize the truths. It wasn't actually a mechanism by which people were selflessly trying to bring the Lord's influence into the world and into people's lives. Instead, it was a tool for control and obfuscation. That's a problem. That makes it unsafe to drop the truth into because, you know, it's saying absolute power corrupts absolutely. Power, if you've already got this corrupted power in the church, you give them the absolute truth, they're going to absolutely corrupt it. Babylon does not, and, and um, so just so you know, also when he's saying Babylon, he's talking about Catholicism. And listen, there might be some of you are Catholics watching. Doesn't mean all Catholics. He's talking about the institution, though. He's saying there's a lot of corruption. Because here we say Babylon does not actually recognize the word, but looks down on it. They say the Holy Spirit gives just as much inspiration to the members of its Supreme Council as it did for the prophets. He's talking about the Catholic Church. 
But the reason I called Babylon before love of dominion is he says what corrupted the Catholic Church was this love of dominion. And actually, that thing, Babylon, that the Bible is talking about isn't just the Catholic Church. It's a lot of religious organizations that have fallen prey to the Babylon mindset, which is that I want to take religious things and use them to dominate the lives of other people. They recognize the word because the papacy was founded on the Lord's words to Peter, but they still look down on it because it does not agree with them. <laughs> because it does, it's, doesn't really toe the party line. That is why they've taken it away from the people and hidden it in monasteries, where there are few who actually read it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's so. So if the spiritual meaning had been revealed, where the Lord and all angelic wisdom are present, they would have profaned the word, not only as it is in its outermost form, in what we find in the literal meaning, but in its deeper Deepest meaning as well. Oh, hey, look, this, I was right. Faith separated from charity about Philistia. But don't look there yet. Because this is the key. But in its deepest meaning as well. So the word is a shell. The word is a shell. That's not a real song. Here you have the word, and it's got an outer sense, but then it's got this inner sense in the middle, right? And the outer sense is the, the Bible you come into contact with when you pick it up, right? And this thing has really, really been beaten up over the centuries. I mean, you can't find a crime, a horrific crime that hasn't been, oh, look at that, it's resisting my um, scribbling, a horrific crime <laughs> because, are you guys seeing this? It's because it's the word. And it's like, no, okay, finally, it's being overcome. It was like, you cannot... It takes a lot to corrupt the outer sense. Oh, that's fun software. Okay. What I'm saying is you have this outer sense that has been used to justify every horrific crime. And probably a lot of you watching have this ugh, recoil effect from the, the, when I say, can I talk to you about the Bible and what's in the Bible? And there's that's people like that all over the world. Doesn't mean there aren't plenty of us getting really good stuff out of it, but there is, it's not just you can walk into any room in any part of any country and set the Bible down on the table and everyone's, hooray, let's gather around this thing. There's a history. Why? Is a, why should there be a recoil from that? You, what about, that's God's thing. The, Jesus is the word. But the problem is, the God is for everyone. Everyone should be loving it, but the outer sense got corrupted by being misused. But what didn't happen is that this essential core, the spiritual meaning, the actual little word in there, it can't be touched because none of these people who are motivated by false ideas or love of self and love of the world, they think, they, they think it's just a flat plane. They think this is all there is. They don't know that there's this thing in there. So this had to be kept safe because they, God knew the spiritual state of the human race, not just the people who were in leadership in these religious organizations. Any of us who got there could have fallen prey to this. The spiritual constitution for the human race wasn't up for this. So we had to keep, keep it there. And I would argue that throughout history and even now, all of us who do go to the Bible and come away with it, with, with something that feels like you're, you're, even if you're reading a story that seems strange and bizarre or violent or non-instructive, you can, you can be moved. You can feel like, well, the, I, somehow the Lord is talking. 
isn't that you can I don't necessarily pick up why I feel that from the point to point chronological pro- uh, progression of this story but I, I just feel the Lord talking in there I would argue it's because that's this shining through this inner sense we can tap into that because the outer sense is made to be a carrier for the inner sense Philistia or Philistia too, meaning faith separate from charity, would have profaned the word spiritual meaning because as already noted, it puts salvation in some words that we think that we are to think about and say and not in good deeds that we are to do. So there, now he's going after the Protestants, his own tradition. His father was a bishop in the church and he's saying, look, you guys are making religion into this, like it's a game. It's, you just, I say, I, I believe in Jesus and then that's it. Doesn't matter what we're doing with the church organization to harm people. It doesn't matter if I clean up my life and, and also just like someone's coming to you, like I need help. Okay, well, you just say these words and you're in. So it attributes the power to save to something that has no such power. Particularly, it creates a gap between our intelligence and what we are to believe. Oh, meaning check your brain at the door if you're going to believe our doctrines because we know they don't totally make sense if you really scrutinize them the way we scrutinize other stuff, but you just got to believe it. And Swedenborg said, this is a big problem because that is not the way, the human intellect is there for a reason. It's meant to be that we can joyfully enter into the mysteries of faith with understanding. For people like this, what becomes of the light that the spiritual meaning of the word is in? Does it not turn into darkness? And when the outer meaning is turned into darkness, what else can happen to the spiritual meaning? Does anyone who has decided on faith separate from charity or on, and on justification by that kind of faith want to know what a good life really is? What love for the Lord and love for our neighbor are? What caring and its good effects are? What good actions are? What doing is? Actually, what faith is in its essence or any of the real truth that constitutes it? Such people write volumes, and all they do is prove what they call faith, claiming that all the things I have just listed are inherent in that faith. Why are you there in religion in the first place? That's what I'm reading out of this paragraph. Why did you, not everybody delves headlong into religion. It's not a prerequisite. The Lord does not force you to be a religious person. But when we're there, when we are religious, why? Why did we pick that up? And the issue is, if you got into the religion game, and I'm not, you can say, hey man, you're just talking about some people hundreds of years ago. This is any of us when we approach any spiritual principle. Why are we doing this? If we're just there because it gives us some kind of ego advantage, like it makes us feel smarter than people or it makes us like we can judge people or we're trying to use it to achieve a non-moral aims, like I just want this to get me this thing, then that's, that's the attitude we have going in. That's all we see. That's our ontological condition. That's why we're there. I just circle all the way around and say, that's why we're there. And when that's why you're there, you don't care about looking around for the, oh, can this be a way to humble myself and to recognize what it is in me that wants to harm other people, what it is to put love first, what it is to recognize that I'm not greater than anyone else, what it is to be humble to God, everything that is the essence of becoming the kind of person that you, other people feel safe around. You don't want that stuff if you weren't in the religion game to become the kind of person other, that other people feel safe around or that other people 
um, that, or that can become a conduit for love to other people, if that's not why you're there, you're not looking for it. We can see from this that if spiritual meaning had been disclosed earlier, it would have turned out as described by the Lord's words in Matthew. If your eye had been evil, your whole body would have been full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, what a darkness. In the word spiritual meaning, the eye means our discernment. So if we're in agreement that this outer sense of the Bible, that if you go, here's the world, here's the continents, there's one, there's another one, there's one, and you say, look, I'm going to go to these people here, bring them the Bible, or even within this place, maybe the, this particular person, this particular person, and I'm going to bring the Bible to them, you get this such a mixed reaction to this, that some people don't even want to, don't you have people, let's say you love the Bible, but there's people you know who have been so turned off to it that they never will pick it up again, right? And they're, they're concerned about it. This, they're burnt. I've, somebody described it to me like there's this thing called burnt words. Like if you have a dog who's been abused and they've been abused and there's certain words like come or get over here or something that they associate with that abuse, you can't use those as commands anymore because they're so attached to the feeling of abuse that that animal has that you just can't rebuild that bridge. People are like that around the external sense of the Bible, aren't they? Aren't there some people who you're just never going to get them to open it up? That happening to the external sense of the Bible is not fatal. Like the, the world can get on with that. The person, the Lord can lead them to other bits of spirituality, right? They can find the, the, the true message that's in there in other traditions, you know, through other sources, in nature, whatever. If the, internal sen- if, if the internal sense was laid bare, if everybody got all the stuff that now we're starting to learn, but we didn't know back then, and that had been corrupted in the same way and used as a tool for war and violence and, and crimes of all kinds, that's permanent. Because then there's nothing to say, oh, actually, this is what it was. There's nothing to repair that with. So I don't know if that sounds significant, but Swedenborg says it was worth writing the Bible in these correspondences to protect the inner meaning, which can now be a balm for, for everyone who needs it. All right, going back. Now, you got that whole thing. Remember in the beginning, though, we were talking about the last judgment as well? Did you forget the last judgment? That, so that's the way people were thinking here. That needed to clear up. But part of why it cleared up, there was a huge spiritual change that had to happen before we were ready to see things the way they really are. The genuine truths that constitute the word spiritual meaning could not be revealed by the Lord until the last judgment had been completed and the new church meant by the Holy Jerusalem was being founded by the Lord. It's a lot of stuff. The Lord foretold in the book of Revelation. Oh yeah, what's Revelation about? That after the last judgment had been completed, genuine truths would be disclosed. A new church would begin and the spiritual meaning would be disclosed. On the completion of the last judgment, See what is presented in the booklet, Last Judgment, and its supplement. By the way, you can just go download and read it. Swedenborg says, the last judgment happened. It happened in the spiritual world in 1757. You didn't, you, you blinked and you missed it here because it didn't happen here. But what did happen, it changed the human psyche permanently everywhere. We, the freedom of thought that we enjoy now that perhaps has led to our explosion of technology and everything else, Last judgment opened that stuff up, especially in spiritual things. We are freer and clearer now because of this stuff that happened in the spiritual world, because consciousness 
depends on the spiritual world. This is the meaning of heaven and earth that will pass away. The disclosure of genuine truths is foretold by these words in the book of Revelation. The one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making all things new. You can see this stuff here too if you want. On the need for a rev... Revelation of the word spiritual meaning, see Revelation. Hey, we're, we are thoroughly referenced here. Isn't this funny that he's doing this here? This is what we do in all of our shows. There's so much information. We just say, wait, you want to dive into that? It's there. You want to dive into that? It's there. And isn't that the opposite of what, what was the, the problem up earlier, which is just believe this thing even if it doesn't make sense. The inner sense that Swedenborg is describing is like, hey, are you thirsty for some knowledge? Drink as much as you want. Wrap your mind around it. Wrestle with it. Get it. It's a real thing. So this is, there's word of God, there's all these things. You guys can check that out for yourselves. We can see then that the word spiritual meaning was to be revealed for a new church that would recognize and worship the Lord alone and would keep his word holy, loving divine truth and rejecting any faith that is separated from charity. So the new church, which Swedenborg said would be based on the internal sense of the word. This is what it does. Loves divine truth, rejects faith that doesn't have to do with love. No institutional evil. It's If something doesn't pass the love test, it's not in. There's more about this meaning of the word, though, in teachings for the New Jerusalem on sacred scripture. Reference. There the nature of the spiritual meaning is discussed. Oh, again, this is all references. Wow. Okay, I'm going to, again, you guys do that. Here's our last piece of information here. Man, he's, man thank you for your thoroughness, Swedenborg. Because you get to a point where you just want to learn everything about it. Can you tell I'm at that point? Yeah, okay, I'm not that fun at parties. If you bring me to one, I'll talk about Swedenborg stuff. Just kidding, I would never go to a party. We can therefore tell that if it is under the Lord's divine providence, that it is under the Lord's divine providence, that the spiritual meaning has been hidden from the world until this present age and has been kept safe in the meanwhile among angels who draw their wisdom from it. Angels only... How far up are we going to go? Angels... In heaven here, they don't even know who Noah is, like that name. They don't know the people's names and places in the Bible. They only interact with the spiritual meaning. That is what the word is to them. So everything that's living inside there, they're, they're interacting with that and even reading it like we read the Bible here, the, the Bible is a naturalized version of this inner spiritual meaning that these uh, angels get to hang out with and, and party with all day. This meaning was known and cherished by the people of very ancient times. Oh, people used to be like this, the ones who lived before Moses. But since their descendants took the correspondential relationships that were the sole basis of their word and therefore of their religion and diverted them to various forms of idolatry, and to magic in Egypt. Oh, yeah, there's, by the way, there's a whole subplot there. That meaning was closed off under the Lord's divine providence, first among Israelites and later among Christians for the reasons just given. Only now is it being opened for the Lord's new church. If you take anything away from that like kind of bizarre chronology and sort of like a spy novel, oh, the secret meaning had to be hidden, it was that the Bible being as hard to understand as it is now wasn't was an adaption because look people took this correspondential language which it used to be back in the day 
the most ancient people were living in the woods and, and saw everything in nature and understood like a mountain is love and you ascend a mountain like you ascend love and that water is truth and the way that it nourishes your body is the same way the truth nourishes the soul. The sun is like the Lord, that the way all life depends on it. They knew that. They, they knew it. They had dreams where that spoke to them in correspondences. There was this complete holistic like Garden of Eden, Fern Gully type uh, connection and then people fell away, and they just, they burned those bridges. They took the knowledge of correspondences and started to use it. Foodenborg has magic. That's using correspondences to try to get ego-based, selfish, harmful ends rather than using them to point back to the Lord. It's the same thing that people did with the external sense of the Bible in churches where they'd say, well, well look, Jesus says this, so that means I can justify going and doing this thing. People wrecked that transmission means, and so that's why we had to, okay, we're going it was not the original plan to give us a confusing thing that was confusing. This was meant to be something we all understood and that we all found living and healing and helpful. And that went in. And when you, you'd say, oh, I'm in these dark clouds, what do I do? You pick up the Bible and yeah, beyond the comfort you can still get from it. But it was just an obvious, like a mirror that would just bounce the Lord right into you. Well, good news is we're getting that back. As we slowly dig in and start to understand what does this actually mean? Either the Lord talks about creating us. What does it mean to love your enemies? What is it, what's the internal sense of these Ten Commandments? What, how do we find these books of revelation in us? All the stuff we labor over, trying to explain in this channel, that actually is going to reignite this amazingly potent tool of the biblical text uh, to make it something that can really, the leaves of the tree really bring healing to the nations. And it's going to be something that, that everybody is into and it's gonna we're, eventually I think we get to understand it as well as the angels do and and you know could we make a world that's uh, a lot more angelic if, we, if we're working with the same material that's the news from heaven hey complicated topic today guys and girls hopefully this felt like something that gives you a little something to start to chew on and maybe makes you think of approaching the Bible in a new way or maybe it gave you something totally different because I find whenever I get into Swedenborg, something cool pops up. So hopefully it popped up for you. Let us know in the comments. If you're in there mining for little spiritual gems, we want to learn them, share them with the world. How did this hit you? Really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to, to not just have a passing interest, but to really dig in and learn this for the betterment of humankind because that's why we're here and hopefully betters your day. Man, I love hanging out with all of you. I'll see you again really soon.